One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. He's Mo Dekeel. We have Andrew Sleck producing. We're going to get right to the game of the night, which uh, no, is not what you expected. It was Utah beating the New Orleans Pelicans 132-129 to 129 in a battle of the Western Conference Titans. And uh, this one starts at the end with Mike Conley missing two free throws. It was a rough night in the box score, but he made up for it on the other end. I mean, Connolly was awesome, man. I think, you know, he rough night in the box score, but he he's one of the heroes of this game, Jared. He comes up with big defensive stops. You know, the after missing those free throws, the Pelicans call a timeout, down by three, trying to get a, a, a play in. He pokes the ball out of bounds, on uh, forcing them to have to run another sideline out of bounds, but this time in the deep corner. And he pokes the ball out of bounds again when they're trying to get it to CJ. And then the next time when they finally do get the ball inbounded, He's all in CJ. And then once, by the time he gives up, he switches with Clarkson. Clarkson's all over CJ McCollum. And, you know, for a moment, it looked like CJ did have a chance at a a wide open three, but just missed it really short. I mean, really impressive across the board. And I was just blown away by the Jazz tonight. I mean, they were so much fun. Walker Kessler was playing great defense. Clarkson shot his you know, shot absolutely lights out. He was 15 for 26 and had 39 points. Like, really nice bounce back after he had a rough game before that. And then Markkinen was just attacking all night. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, the, the, the Pelicans really kind of struggled, especially in the first quarter. Like, in the first quarter, it looked like, oh, the Jazz might kind of get going. Clarkson hit 17 of his points right then and there in the first quarter. They battled back towards the end of that quarter from the, the Pelican side. And then it looked like the Pelicans were kind of going to take o- take over this game. And then it just, the Jazz didn't quit, dude. It was pretty amazing to watch. It would be the Pelicans would go up 10 and the Jazz would come back and tie it. And the Pelicans would go up eight and the Jazz would come back and tie it or take a one point lead. It was a really fun back and forth, you know, da- down the stretch. And, you know, a lot of heroes for the Jazz. I mean, you mentioned Walker Kessler. Markinen was awesome. Conley down the stretch with some big, big plays. Clarkson down the stretch making some big shots. Like, it was pretty impressive across the board. Even Kelly Olenek was all over the place defensively. That's right. Olenek had a nice one. I mean, this this was this was a double-digit lead for New Orleans in the kind of late-ish third quarter. And that Jazz second unit came in, and they just they, – they made it – they actually took the lead, I think, like within three minutes. It was a great run. And then when New Orleans pushed back, they made that run again. They just kept making those full runs over and over and over again. Yeah, they had no quit. And something that should be mentioned, too, is – they beat the crap out of the Pelicans a few nights ago, and then they were able to kind of come back and and to, to win this game is a huge win for the the Jazz. You know, it, it's tough to beat a team two times in a row, and to do it after you blew them out, and then to come back and and kind of handle your business in OT. I you walk away from this game very impressed with the Jazz. And New Orleans, definitely some bright spots there. It wasn't like it was a terrible game for them. Zion was super aggressive attacking. There's probably like a little bit more to be desired about him being able to finish consistently at the end of the game. But he had 30 points, hit half his shots. He had eight assists. I mean, he kind of did everything for them. Yeah, I just think the, the honest truth is I think he just kind of ran out of gas. Played 41 minutes tonight in, yeah. a, in a game that went 53 minutes. Like, that's a lot. And I think down the stretch and, you know, obviously all of overtime – 
it got to him. And I think it sort of just kind of wore him down. And credit the Jazz. They got a lot of size. I don't think we kind of mention it as often as we do, but like they got enough guys that could bang with him and slowly kind of wear him down. I thought Kessler down the stretch did a great job of meeting him at the rim and constantly being vertical. It, it just I think they slowly kind of got to him, and I think that got to his legs because he couldn't finish anything down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you just saw every time he had to go to the rim at the end of the game, there was just always a hand above him. And I feel like the late games, a lot of the time, everyone's a little gassed and he can just barrel through everybody. But Utah just did not let him through at the end. Yeah, I mean, they were just all over the place. And I think that kind of put the pressure on CJ to create everything, you know, especially in overtime. And I think that's what led to some of the the challenges that they had kind of going forward with everything. And and I mean, listen, big game for them. No, Another game without Brandon Ingram. They got Herb Jones back and he, he looked pretty good. But. You know, it's tough, man. It's it's it, This is a tough-ass league, and I don't think people understand it. And, and the Jazz are a good team. I think we've talked about them all the time being the surprise team. I think the jokes now of, like, Danny's going to trade all these guys. And I, that's not going to be the case. You may be a buyer at this rate. You never know with Danny. But, hey, they're only three and a half games out of first place, although that team is not the Pelicans. We'll get to that in a minute. But before we get there, let's talk about Miami outlasting Houston. They won 111 to 108. They were leading for pretty much this entire period, but it got tight at the end. Yeah, I mean, another team, like, first off, Houston's playing a lot better the past few weeks than they were at the start of the season. You can kind of see in the way they're playing. You know, Jalen Green had a monster third quarter. And I think he kind of just disappeared a little bit down the stretch. We should also mention that he didn't have Kyle Lowry or Bam Adebayo. So uh, a little bit of a struggle there, but didn't matter. They had Tyler Hero tonight and he was cooking, Jared. 41 points, 13 for 20 shooting, 10 for 15 from deep. Uh, he was just, uh, he just kept heat checking. And every time it was Miami heating. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it worked. He was kind of just on a roll. He was in a perfect groove. We obviously know uh, perimeter defense, not so much the Rockets' forte, I think, you know, and and once he kind of found his rhythm, it became very difficult for them to stop him. I believe it's a career high for him, 41 points tonight. Big, important win for the Heat. I don't want to say big win, but they need to start racking up wins, whether they have guys in the lineup or not. And and this was a good one without Bam, without Lowry kind of getting that going. And then Jimmy just kind of being the stabilizing force for them. Yeah. I mean, there's not much new to say there, but Jimmy just, there were those moments in the fourth quarter where they weren't getting the offensive movement they needed. And he would just draw five guys into the paint and kick it out, find an open shooter. He was really creating everything. Yeah. And I think that's an important, you know, distinction like that's the hard stuff for him with no Lowry and things he's got to do all of that that's the heavy lifting he has to carry throughout the the course of the game in that instance and you know it's a good win for them to pull that out without their two of their main guys you're down two starters you're probably not going to win a lot of games when you're down two starters and Houston at the very end of this game I thought this was interesting Alperin Shangun he hurts his ankle Usman Garuba got called in and I thought he gave some pretty impressive minutes. A guy that I you know haven't just haven't had a chance to see play a ton in the NBA, but I really enjoyed watching him play late in this one. Oh no, like this is this was actually a good run for him down the stretch of this game. He's part of the reason why they made this a close game at the end. You know, there was it, it, it came down to a, a a three at the uh down three. They had a chance and an opportunity there for the Rockets. A lot of that had to do with him. The box score doesn't say much. 
right? Just two points. He only took one shot, but he was plus 12. He had nine rebounds. He was keeping the ball alive and kind of keeping it going and, and and giving them great hustle. Like this was some nice encouraging minutes here for the, the Rockets. If you're looking at it going like, oh, Garuba, man, looked looked pretty solid for us. He actually had the highest plus minus in the entire game, one ahead of Orlando Robinson, who played 36 minutes in this game because Udonis Haslam started at the five. I mean, what a treat it is that it's almost 2023 and Udonis Haslam is still starting an NBA game. That's amazing. That's amazing. I I don't have anything else to say, Jared. Just, you know, Udonis playing 11 minutes in an NBA game right now is something else. I mean, it makes me wonder how many assistant coaches in the NBA could actually suit up right now if he's doing it. That's a good question. There's a lot of former players, though, and and, um, and some of them have kept themselves in good shape. Well, any uh, former uh, f- film experts working for NBA teams that you know of that could get a couple minutes out there? I sure as hell couldn't. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, well, another team that couldn't play tonight was uh, Milwaukee. They they just got destroyed right away by Memphis, who now leaps ahead of New Orleans to take first place in the West. Memphis won 142-101. to 101. Honestly, that almost makes it seem closer than it really was. The Grizzlies had five players in double figures coming off the bench. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm sure it's happened before, but I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. Yo, the Grizzlies jumped them literally from the start. Like, this game was over once the ball was tipped. The Grizzlies played fast. They pushed the pace. They were getting into the paint over and over again. They were out-rebounding the the Bucks early on. Everything that they did was was pure just gold. It was a very impressive performance from them and a really disappointing one from the Bucks. Like, this is one of the games I thought, like, yo, this is going to be a great game tonight. Like, we might get some real good stuff. This game was over within the first six, seven minutes. It was. I mean, this was uh, it was an 18 eight game five minutes into it. And then it was like double that lead pretty soon out thereafter. What's really interesting is just looking at the lead tracker. This game was like very consistently just getting bigger and bigger and bigger lead. Milwaukee never really pushed back. They had like one little bit of a push right before they took the starters out in the middle of the third quarter and they never came back in. Like all the starters were pulled in the middle of the third and they were done. Giannis only played 25 minutes. Yeah, that was Bud understanding. Hey, we don't got it tonight. We got another game coming up. In, in in two days 
no need to, uh, to try and, and force ourselves to have to expend all of this energy for a game in which we were down 40 at one point. There's no reason. No reason at that point to try to stress Giannis, stress Brooke, uh, Middleton coming back from an injury. I know they didn't have Holiday, but no reason to kind of go all out. You know, they ended up being down 50 by the early fourth quarter. And uh, so on, on the Memphis side, I mean, Jaw was just amazing attacking. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I thought, had a really nice game playing in transition. Steven Adams was great right at the beginning. He had five blocks. It didn't even seem like the game mattered after 10 minutes. But Memphis was just their energy in transition and their and their ability at the rim, really on both ends. It just dominated this game so fast. I mean, 27 fast break points. Like, this is Memphis. Like, they were playing at a breakneck speed. And the Bucks simply couldn't keep up, which is interesting because you would think, all right, you have Giannis, an up and down game. Giannis might be able to make up some of the difference. But the other guys could not keep up with the Grizzlies, and they were flying, Jared. And on top of that, knocking down threes. I mean, it, it, pretty impressive. And the funny thing is, Ja didn't have a great shooting night. 9-21 from the field, 2-8 of eight from 3. Like, it's not the best shooting night. He obviously finished with a triple-double with 10 rebounds and 10 assists. But I think you're you're watching it going like, man, it, it could have even been worse for the, the Bucks. He did miss shots, but only one turnover. And at the pace that he plays, that's always impressive. And at the pace that we do this show, it's impressive. We even make it to the end, so that's going to do it. He's Mo DeKeel. I'm Jared Weiss. Andrew Select is our producer. We'll see you next time on The Ding. Ding, ding.